We're surviving. We made it past the first week. On Tuesday, it'll be two whole weeks since we drove our oldest son, Noah, and dropped him off at the University of Minnesota in Duluth for him to start his college adventure. Now, we all were preparing for it for some time, and we're happy to hear that he's doing well up north. But I still got to tell you, this transition stuff, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard because I get up in the morning and I pass his room and I see his bed and he's not in it. And I think, wow, this is just the little stuff. Am I really ready for what's going to happen in the next couple of years? Whenever we face transitions, we're needing to let go of the past and have the courage to hold on to what is happening in the future. And that can be scary. Whether it's you're dropping off your firstborn to start university, or you're just welcoming your firstborn um, and getting used to this wonderful gift of God in your household. When life is in transition, it's tough. You have to see things in slightly different way. And life is filled of transitions, isn't it? Not only transitions that involve children, but transitions that involve moving and careers and retirement. Maybe the hardest transition is saying goodbye to a loved one as they die. Transitions are tough. I'm suspecting that's what's happening in this morning's gospel. Part of what makes it so hard for those first hearers of Jesus. They too were in transitions. They too were facing needing to let go of the past in order to embrace a new future, an unknown future. They had held tightly to the traditions and the ideas about God in the past. About how God was the maker of heaven and earth and how God from a distant place, from time to time, reached down and, and, and entered, touched the world, performed miracles. Like back when God, through Moses, led the people out of slavery in Egypt, crossed the waters and fed them every day, sending bread down from heaven. And how to be God's faithful person involved following the law to its, its letter. That group, when Jesus came and, and, and fed them in the wilderness, that group must have been ecstatic. For that's just how God behaves. It fit their expectations to a T. That was, of course, until Jesus started to talk about living bread. 
about God coming down into the world and being present as He was present about God's love walking among broken lives, filled in transition and announcing the healing and the grace of God. Being present in the midst of the struggle, that was way beyond. And then when it got to talk about body and blood and eating and drinking, and that was just beyond what they could imagine. The past had trapped them so much that they couldn't imagine. They couldn't believe. They couldn't trust. They couldn't have faith in such an image of God. And so, by the droves they left, they couldn't hang on. It was just too much change. And so Jesus looks at the twelve and says, do you also want to leave? Is this too much for you too? It's a good question. It's a good question for us this morning. Do you want to leave as well? So many do not engage in Christian community these days. So many have wandered off. So much of the emphasis these days is what works for me right now. Our culture has placed the individual at the absolute center of the universe and sees God as an abstraction at best. Something that you turn to at the last moment And then it's just like wishing on a star. If only this miracle or that miracle would happen, then I believe. But in the meantime, I have a lot of things to do on my own. Peter answered the question, do you want to leave as well? Peter answered that question by saying, God, Lord, where do we want to go? Where would we go? You are the source of life. We're not going to find the life in ourselves, in our own needs and wants, in our own emotions, in our own smarts, in our own flesh, our own bodies. We can't. And we're unable. We are broken. We're broken and we're struggling, seeking, yearning in the midst of transitions. You have the words of eternal life. You are the source of life. And in you, I'm going to trust and hope. Did you recognize those words? Well, we just sung them, right? They're part of of this community's song every Sunday when we welcome the gospel. Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. In the message of God come down in the life, the death, and resurrection of Jesus, we have hope as a community. 
in the message that God desires to connect with us and that God wants justice in this world and justice not necessarily defined as following the traffic laws but justice meaning bringing people together that have been broken apart and separated caring for the poor and the outcast finding a place of community and fellowship for the ones that have pushed to the side real biblical justice and peace peace within our lives where is a sense of wholeness and connection with God peace within our community where we share love and care more than hate and exclusion. The word of life comes to us. Jesus comes to us with the forgiveness, the grace, the compassion of God. And we share that when we eat in this meal and we celebrate the feast. Broken bodies, we come to believe and trust that God's Spirit is alive and well in our midst, and that we have been given the bread of life for our lives. Back in the spring, as we were getting ready to celebrate that graduation from high school, we had another transition, another celebration in my family. My son, Mark, number two, was confirmed right here. And to celebrate, his godfather, my brother, came from New Jersey here. And um, when he was unpacking his bags, he, he handed me probably the best gift he could have brought. Two loaves of rye bread. Now, these loaves of rye bread, they come from Pector's Bakery in Harrison. And... They are just the most, I knew how it was going to smell. I opened the bag. They were still warm and fresh. He went right before getting on the plane to pick these up at the bakery. Now, I know all of you have bakery memories, right? There's that special bakery that if you just smelled the bread, you would know that bread is from that place, right? And it just fills you up inside. Well, part of my memory involves, as a kid, going to stand right outside the giant vents, Pector's Bakery, and standing underneath that vent and breathing in deeply the smell of fresh baked bread. It just fills you up inside. Folks, we're invited to breathe deeply the bread of life. Breathe deeply in this celebration of God's love and grace and forgiveness. Not something far off, but something real close by. Something that will walk with us in the midst of our transitions and our griefs and our struggles, in the midst of our brokenness. Something that allows us the courage, and the wisdom to journey on. May we each de breathe deeply as we come 
to trust in that source of life for our life. Amen.